Hello there. You're welcome to the Read Podcast. This season, we will be reading from the book Love the Way to Victory by Kenneth He Agin. I do pray that you learn as you enjoy this podcast. Remember that the blessing is in the application of the word. Come on, let's get into it. Chapter 8 Love Your Enemies Throughout the Gospels, Jesus talked about prayer and gave us principles that tell us how we can have an effective prayer life. But it is interesting that the first statement Jesus made in the Gospels relative to prayer was about praying for our enemies. We'll see that praying for our enemies has a lot to do with walking in the God kind of love. It also has much to do with whether or not our prayers are heard and answered. Matthew 5:43-48. Ye have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth the rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, mature, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Sometimes people wonder what to pray for. Well, think about it for a moment. This is the first recorded statement we have from the lips of Jesus concerning prayer. And the first thing he told us to pray for was our enemies. It's interesting to note what Jesus said in this passage of the scripture, but to get a better idea of what Jesus was really saying, you have to understand that he was talking to the Jews. You need to know the background of the Jews to understand how powerful this message of the scripture really is. If you read the first five books of the Bible, you would understand that the Jews were well versed in the law. But did you ever notice that the Old Testament law didn't teach the Israelites about love, grace, or forgiveness for their enemies? You won't find principles of loving your enemies taught under the law. You will find retribution and judgment. You see, under the law, the principle was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Exodus 21 verse 24. Even when you read the Psalms of David, you see him praying against his enemies. He was trying to get the Lord to hate them as he hated them. That's why in teaching about the God kind of love, Jesus started out by saying, You have heard it said that you should love your neighbor and hate your enemies. That's all the Jews have ever heard. The only Bible the Jews had was the Old Testament. But the Jews didn't even have that in their homes. The Old Testament law was written on scrolls. And the law was read in the synagogue on the Sabbath. So all the Jews had ever heard was that they were to love their neighbors and hate their enemies. 
But now Jesus said something entirely different. The Jews had never heard about the royal law of love, the God kind of love. No one had heard of the love of God until Jesus himself began to teach the people about it. The first time the Jews ever heard about the God kind of love was right here when Jesus said, But I say unto you, love your enemies. You won't be able to love your enemies unless you are born again and mature in your heart. It takes divine love to love your enemies. When your spirit is born again, it is recreated in Christ Jesus. Then you can love your enemies. That's the reason the Jews couldn't understand Jesus. They didn't have a new nature. Also, they had been taught about a God of judgment. They hadn't heard about a God of love forgiveness, compassion. These all were new to them. Now let's go back and analyze what Jesus was saying in this passage of the scripture in Matthew chapter 5. First, we've got to understand that Jesus was talking about maturing in the God kind of love. Look at verse 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Don't take this verse out of context and make it say something it doesn't say. The word perfect here just means mature. Jesus knew none of us could be perfect as God is perfect. But Jesus was saying that we are to grow up and be perfect or mature in the God kind of love. Notice that Jesus isn't giving us a suggestion in the scripture. He directed and instructed us to mature in the God kind of love. Well, in order to be mature in God's love, you are going to have to love. Just those who love us? No. Jesus said that to be mature in God's love, we would have to love even our enemies. Our enemies! The Jews had never heard that before. Then Jesus defined our enemies and told us exactly who they are. He said, Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Therefore, our enemies are people who curse us, hate us, use us, and persecute us for the sake of the gospel. Well, according to Jesus, what are we to do with our enemies? Are we to retaliate and get even with them? No, we are to love them, bless them, do good to them, and pray for them. The thought here is that if we will do these things for those who hate us, we will mature in the God kind of love. Then we will be acting like our Heavenly Father. Show God's love to your enemies. You remember that 1 John 4 verse 8 says, that God is love. The Bible also says that God is perfect or mature in love. Well, God loves his enemies. So if we're going to be like him, we have to love our enemies. Does God love his enemies? Yes, he does. For example, we read in the New Testament that God loved us while we were yet sinners or enemies of the cross of Calvary. Romans 5 verse 8 10. But God condemned his love towards us in that while we were yes sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, 
much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life now god is telling us to do the same thing he did we are to love our enemies just as he loved his enemies well how can we love our enemies one way god tells us to love our enemies is to bless them when they curse us did god do that yes he did while we were yet sinners God poured out his blessings upon us by giving us the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, our savior. He forgave us in Jesus Christ even before we were saved. Of course, we had to accept God's salvation, but God's free gift of eternal life was already provided for us while we were yet sinners. Not only that, but then the Bible says that God blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Those blessings belong to everyone who receives Jesus Christ, whether folks accept those blessings or not. In other words, God so loved the world that he showed his love by giving us all spiritual blessings in Jesus, even when we were yet sinners and didn't accept God's love to mankind. And even now, all of God's heavenly blessings in Christ belongs to even the worst sinners who is an enemy of the cross of Calvary, if he will just repent and accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. But all of God's blessings won't do a person any good unless he accepts Jesus as his Savior and receives all of God's free blessings. Then Jesus said something else about God's love. He said, For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? Matthew 5 verse 46. Jesus said that if we only love those who love us, what reward do we have in heaven? Even the publicans love those who love them. If we are good only to our brethren and our friends, we are not doing any more than the unsaved people do. It's easy to love your friends, isn't it? They are lovely. And they treat you right but enemies are not lovely they don't act lovely and they don't treat you right but isn't it interesting that those are the exact people that that Jesus said we Christians are to love then notice something else Jesus said in this verse he said what reward do you have if you only love those who love you you see there is a reward in heaven for loving our enemies. How many of us want to receive God's reward for loving those who hate us? I don't know about you, but I do. And often, unless we obey this verse, our prayers won't be answered because we are not being doers of the word. After all, if we abide in him and God's word abides in us, then we are going to be doers of the scriptures too. How can you love your enemies? You won't be able to do that unless you have been born again and the love of God is in you. The natural man can't do that in the energy of the flesh. It's impossible, but the love of God in our heart makes it possible. Do good to your enemies. Then Jesus tells us to do good to those who hate us. Does God do good to those who hate him? Yes, he does. Matthew 5 verse 45 says, He, God, maketh his son to shine on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. 
Remember, Jesus told us that we were to act just like our heavenly father, that ye may be children of your father which is in heaven. That's a strong statement. If you take the negative side of that statement, you could say it in this way. If you aren't good to your enemies, then you aren't acting like the children of your heavenly father. Actually, you are not walking in the light as he is in the light. 1 John 1 verse 7 So Jesus is saying to us, act just like your heavenly father. He loves his enemies and does good to them. So you do the same. And God's word teaches us that we are to overcome evil with good. Romans 12 verse 21 If you know someone who hates you, find something good that you can do for him. Buy him a gift or send him a special love offering. Pray for him. It's amazing how people respond to love. You see, this is how we will act if we are mature in the God kind of love. We will act like our Heavenly Father and love people whether or not we think they deserve it. I remember hearing of a woman minister who once told about an incident that happened to her along this line. She began holding meetings in a certain city and another minister in that town didn't believe in women ministers. He happened to have a radio program and on his program he called her by her name and said things about her that weren't right. He persecuted her publicly. So this woman minister said to the Lord, Lord, I am not going to let that bother me. What can I do to help this man? She realized he was struggling in his ministry, trying to pay for his church. So she just took up an offering and sent it to him. Well, it wasn't long before he invited her to speak in his church. Do good to those who hate you. That's God's way. Repay evil with good. Find out something you can do for those who mistreated you. Ask the Lord how you can be a blessing to those who have wronged you. Returning kindness for evil works because that's what Jesus taught us to do. I remember one particular minister years ago who didn't agree with the things I was preaching. So he criticized me. Sometime later, he happened to get into trouble in his ministry. I called him personally and said, I just wanted to call and let you know that I am for you. I believe in you. I just wanted to know that I am praying for you. You see, we shouldn't be throwing stones at people. We should be finding ways to do good to them. We should find ways to help people if we can. This minister told me how much my encouragement helped him. Then he told someone else one thing about it. When something happens and you get down, you really find out who your friends are. Then he said to someone else, I found out among other things that I was just wrong about Brother Higgin. Pray for your enemies. In this particular passage of scripture, when Jesus talks about being perfect or mature in the God kind of love, he was talking about being mature in love and in prayer. If we have a mature prayer life, we will pray for our enemies, not criticize them or talk about them. We are to pray for those who despitefully use us and persecute us. Was Jesus persecuted in his earthly ministry? 
Of course he was. Jesus' enemies crucified him. You might say, but you just don't understand what people have done to me. Well, Jesus is our example and look what people did to him. He is the one who said we are to pray for our enemies. Did he pray for his enemies? If he did, then we should follow his example. Notice what Jesus did when he was hanging on the cross, bleeding, hurting, and dying. Did he relay against his enemies and accuse them? No, he prayed for them. In fact, he prayed for the very people who were crucifying him. He prayed, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Luke 23:34. Some say, yes, but that was Jesus. He could do that because he's the son of God. But the same love that was in Jesus' heart has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Jesus wouldn't ask us to do what is impossible for us to do. As a young Baptist boy preacher, before I even had the baptism in the Holy Ghost, I read the statement from the Master's lips, Pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. So I began to practice these principles way back then. When anyone mistreated me, I will just pray for him. I'd pray, God, bless their brother so and so. I may not understand why he said what he said, but that's between him and you. But I know you want to bless him, so I pray that you will bless his ministry and give him divine guidance and direction in every area of his life. Lord, use him and make him a blessing to others. I want good things to happen to people, not bad things. I don't want to see anyone miss it, do you? So even when people criticize me, I don't pray that something bad will happen to them. I pray that they will be blessed. And we do have examples of those in the New Testament who forgave their enemies, prayed for them, and let the love of God dominate them. The love of God in action. Stephen was an example of a person who acted in love towards his enemies. He let the love of God dominate him. Stephen was the first Matthias of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that was recorded in the Bible. The persecutors of the early church stoned him to death and as he lay dying, Stephen prayed for those who were killing him. Acts 7, 59-60 And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, lay not the sins to their charge. And when he had said that, he fell asleep. Praying for those who are stoning you certainly demonstrates the love of God in action, doesn't it? When Stephen's enemies were stoning him, he prayed for them and asked God not to lay that sin to their charge. If you're going to let the flesh dominate you, you would want to fight back against those who persecute you. You would want to retaliate and answer them back. But I learned a long time ago that the best thing in the world to do is just to start praying for them. When people demonstrate the God kind of love and the kind of self-sacrificing attitude that prays for others, they are going to become people of real prayer.
Those are people whose voice will be heard on high. They will get their prayers answered. Why? Because they are doers of the word. The Bible says that it is the doer of the word who is blessed in their deeds. James 1.25 But if believers aren't going to be doers of the word, they will just deceive themselves because an effective prayer life has to be based on the word. You see, sometimes people wonder why their prayers aren't answered. They don't stop to think that they are the hindrance to their prayers. Failing to be a doer of the word by praying for your enemies is one area where prayers can be hindered. If you don't forgive your enemies and pray for them, it can hinder your own prayer life. But why does God want us to pray for them? For one thing, you will know that you have forgiven your enemies when you can pray for them and ask God's blessings upon them. Praying for those who have wronged you causes you to release the hurt, grudges, and unforgiveness you have in your heart against them. I believe that this is the reason Jesus talked about praying for our enemies before he talked about any other kind of prayer. You see, in order to pray for your enemies, you have to get your heart right with God. In other words, you can't pray for your enemies without forgiving them. And once you can pray God's blessings upon them, your heart will no longer condemn you. Therefore, you can have confidence before God. 1 John 3, 20 and 21 If believers only realize that they need to have things in proper perspective in order to get their prayers answered. Besides that, praying for your enemies blesses you. It helps you as much or more than it does them. You will personally feel so much better when you pray for those who have done wrong to you. If you think someone doesn't like you, pray for him. Find some way to be a blessing to the person. Ask God to show you what you can do to help him or her. Peter also had something to say in relation to how we are to react to people when they aren't treating us right like we think they should. 1 Peter 3 verse 9 Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrawise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. There is a blessing when you pray for your enemies instead of rendering evil for evil. The Bible says we are not called to return evil for evil and railing for railing. That means when someone says something evil to you or about you, you are not to retaliate by saying something evil back. Instead, you are to bless them and be good to them. Look at this verse in the Amplified Bible. 1 Peter 3 verse 9 Never return evil for evil or insult for insult, scolding, tongue lashing, berating, but unto contrary blessings. Praying for their welfare, happiness, protection, and truly pitying and loving them. For know that to this you have been called, that you may yourself inherit a blessing from God, obtain a blessing as heirs, bringing welfare and happiness and protection. This verse says that we are to pray for our enemies' welfare, happiness, and protection. 
and we are to truly pity and love those who hate us. How many of us can honestly say that we pity and love those who have wronged us? Do we demonstrate our love by praying for their welfare, happiness and protection? That is the God kind of love in action. I want you to see something about this verse. This verse promises that we will inherit a blessing from God if we will pray for those who wronged us instead of returning evil for evil and insult for insult. This verse is telling us to act in the God kind of love so that we can inherit a blessing from God. Remember Jesus said in Matthew 5 verse 46 that there is a reward in heaven for loving our enemies. Then in this verse from 1 Peter, God tells us that we inherit a blessing when we pray for our enemies. God wants us to love our enemies and pray for them because he knows that that's where we can receive blessings of God in our lives. In a previous chapter, we looked at 1 Peter 3 verse 11 and 12 about living a long good life on earth. But look at this verse now pertaining to prayer. Peter is also talking about prayer here because he said that the Lord's ears are open to prayers of the righteous. 1 Peter 3 verse 11 and 12. Let him ensure or avoid or shun evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue, pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. This verse says basically the same thing Jesus was saying. We are to ensure or avoid evil. Do good and not only seek peace, but pursue peace with everyone, including our enemies. People can criticize you and talk about you, but that doesn't mean you have a right to criticize them or talk about them. No. If you want the Lord's ears to be open to your prayers, and if you want his blessings in your life, You are going to have to avoid evil. Do good and seek peace with your enemies, whether they do good to you or not. And really, it feels good and so much better to walk in the light of God's word and pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Well, if we can't return evil for evil and rail against our enemies, then scripturally, What can we do so we can receive a reward in heaven and inherit the blessings of God? Jesus gave us four actions we must take if we are going to mature in prayer and mature in the God kind of love. These four actions brings God's blessings and reward every single time in our lives. They tell us how we are to treat our enemies. We are to love them, bless them, do good to them, and pray for them. Remember, this is Jesus talking. He's telling us exactly how to treat our enemies so we can mature and be perfected in the God kind of love. If we will do these things, the love of God will be perfected in our lives. We will reflect the same kind of love that God is, for God is love. A love there. I trust you had a wonderful time listening. Do join me again next time as we continue on this love adventure. I pray that God's love will continue to find expression in and through you. I am Eunice.
Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank、you